Welcome to the IC Made On podcast. We are so glad that you've chosen to listen online. If you would like to know more about who we are, why we exist, our service times and location, or how you can get involved, then check out our website at icmadeon.com. We hope you enjoy the message today. All right. Good morning, IC Made On. How are you guys doing? Awesome. You guys are alive this morning, man. I love that. That's so cool. Listen, if you are a guest with us, we just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for coming. If this is your first time, we are super honored that you're here. Uh, my name is Adam, and I'm one of the pastors here at IC Maidan. And our lead pastor and his family um, are actually back home in America right now. Uh, they'll be there for just a little while. Um, but they are, they're, they're itinerating, and um, we uh, have to go home every now and then to see our families. And we get to go and encourage churches. And we even tell them all about uh, the incredible things God's doing here in Icy Maidan. And so it's always a good time, and it's, it's good for them to be able to be home and to share that experience with their family and get refreshed. So we're glad that they're there, uh, and, and we look forward to seeing them when they get back. But he was actually, Pastor Chris was texting me this morning and uh, was just telling us that he was praying for us, and um, so that was awesome. They have arrived in America, so they've landed, and they're doing doing well, so everything is, is good to go. Um, but that's exciting. So today, though, um, we are talking about a movie. We're in a series called At the Movies, and if you are new with us, if this is your first time, um, then you might be thinking, what in the world is this place, right? (laughs) Is this a church, or is this like a movie theater? Um, Everyone's eating popcorn, you know? I love it. I love hearing popcorn the whole time I'm preaching. I think it's it's just awesome. It's it's incredible. I wish I was eating popcorn, Um, but I'll get some later. Uh, but anyways, this is just a fun series, man. We do this, we try to do it every year, and um, sometimes we even sneak it in twice a year if we can get away with it. Uh, we do like Christmas at the movies, so we just love this series so much. Any excuse to have popcorn is a good excuse to me. Um, so this is a fun series, and basically what we do during this series is we take Hollywood movies, um, which are basically just stories that people have written Um, or stories that have um, actually happened, and we take those stories and we dig out the biblical principles that might be in them, and then we figure out how we can apply those to our own life. So it's just a really cool, fun series to be a part of. Um, So if you're here today, you're lucky. You get to be with us during the At The Movies series. So Today, we are talking about a movie, if you couldn't, if you haven't guessed it already, the title of the movie is Wonder. Obviously, Gary was, was hinting at it pretty hard. I don't know if you guys caught that. Uh, but the movie is Wonder. Has anyone seen this movie, Wonder? If you have, just raise your hand. Okay, quite a few people. All right, how many of you that saw the movie Wonder cried during the movie? Yes, come on, be honest, get those hands up. I see you guys. Quite a few, okay. It is a tearjerker of a movie, man. This is not an easy one to get through. And I'll be honest, I've been watching it all week, preparing for this message, and it just doesn't get any better. I mean, it just, every single time, it just hits you right here. So um, it's a good movie, though, and I'm excited to talk about it. 
but before we go any further, why don't we just watch the first clip, and this is going to kind of give us uh, some background to the story and, and, and the message as well. So let's watch this clip together. Activate the D10 recorder. Copy. FTDI, no? Order activation complete. Copy, thank you. I'm not an ordinary 10-year-old kid. I mean, I do ordinary things. Eat ice cream, ride my bike. I'm really good at playing sports. Well, on my Xbox. I love Minecraft, science, and dressing up for Halloween. I love the lightsaber fight with my dad and watch Star Wars movies with him and drive my big sister crazy and dream about being in outer space, just like any ordinary kid. I just don't look ordinary when I'm doing these things. Not even my birth was ordinary. It was hilarious. Now, how can a birth be hilarious, you ask? A teenage doctor helps. This is my first day. Nate. A massive video camera also aids the situation. But to really be funny, you need what all the best jokes have. A punchline. He's coming! surgeries since then. They've helped me to breathe, to see, to hear without a hearing aid, and some even helped me look a bit better. But none of them have made me look ordinary. He said he doesn't want to go. But he's ready. No, he's not ready. I cannot homeschool him forever. Every year that we wait, it'll just be harder to start. This is the first year of middle school for everyone. He will not be the only new kid. Okay, well, he's gonna be the only new kid that looks like him. Look, will you stop pulling tells for just one second and please listen? It's like leading a lamb to the slaughter, and you know it. I know I'll never just be an ordinary kid. Ordinary kids don't make other kids run away from playgrounds. Ordinary kids don't get stared at wherever they go. But it's okay if you wanna stare too. My name is Augie Pullman. Next week, I start fifth grade. And since I've never been to real school before, I'm pretty much totally and completely petrified. All right, so <clears throat> this story is about a boy named Augie. And Augie is just like just like a lot of other kids, like he said, he's, 
he's normal in, in most ways. He's, he likes the same things that kids like, and he does all of the things that regular kids do. And um, he's even really smart. And you see, even throughout the movie, that he's got gifts and talents, and uh, he's super smart in science and even ahead of his class. Um, but Augie is also different. He's different, not, not in any of those things, but, but different in his physical appearance. He was born with this um, condition. And so all throughout this movie, um, Augie struggles with his physical identity and what he looks like. And so we'll see in just a moment how um, that continuously affects his life, both at school and at home. And so he's getting ready, like he said, to go to his first day of school. And um, he does that. And so now I just want us to watch another clip. And this is after he gets home from school. And I want to show us this clip because I want us to see um, how this is affecting him and his life, especially at school and even at home. So let's watch this second clip together. So, Augie? Yeah? Hi. How was your first day of school? Hurt to Augie. We asked you a question. Come on, how was your day? Good. Good how? Good like it was good? Or good like it was bad and you just don't want to tell us? It was good, okay? I just don't know what you want me to say. It was good. Okay, okay, hey. If you're mad at mom about going to school, it was my idea too. Why can't I just say good like anybody else? Are they going to ask about my day? That is not the way we leave the table. Hey, come on. Talk to me. Sit down. Take that off, please. It'll be okay. Why do I have to be so ugly? You are not ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most because I know you the most. You are not ugly and anyone who cares to know you will see that. They won't even talk to me. It matters that I look different. I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. I know. Is it always going to matter? I don't know. All right, who needs a tissue? Raise your hand. I'm just kidding. This movie is, man, it'll get you. Um, 
So Augie is obviously struggling with his physical identity because when he goes to school, all of the kids treat him differently than the other kids. They, they point him out. They make fun of him. They don't eat with him. They don't want to touch him. They don't want to come near him. Uh, they stare at him. And so Augie is really struggling um, with his physical identity and the fact that these, these kids are judging him and discriminating against him based on something that he can't do anything about based on something that really um, doesn't matter. And so Augie, um, throughout this movie, struggles with, with, this, with this kind of treatment. And as I was getting ready for the message today, I was thinking about um, how we can relate to Augie. And, you know, maybe we're not, maybe we don't have the same experience exactly that Augie has. But all of us, at some point in our life, have experienced this kind of treatment from other people, right? All throughout history, and even today, people are discriminated against because of things that they cannot help, right? They, they're, discri- they're treated differently, right? People are, are constantly judging one another and, and looking at all of the imperfections and the weaknesses of others and pointing those out and judging each other because of that. Sometimes it's because of our faith, right? We're discriminated against because of what we believe. Sometimes it can be the color of our skin or our background, where we came from, how we were raised, um, our religious background. Sometimes it could be our social or economic status, right? People, for some reason, all throughout history have just been been judging one another and discriminating against one another based on things that don't really matter. And so this is the same thing that Augie is struggling with. And here is the truth is that sometimes this even is a struggle that we face inside the church. In fact, this actually um, became a struggle very, very early on in the history of the church, just in the first, uh, first few years of the church starting, the, the global church, um, they were seeing and having this type of issue. So what was happening was people were becoming Christians, and some of these people, you know, they were from different backgrounds and different cultures and different uh, religions, you know, they, they spoke different languages, and they, they had different traditions, and so all of these different kinds of people began to follow Jesus, and so they began to form these churches. Well, it didn't take long before some of those people inside the church began to judge others inside the church, and they began to try and make them uh, change kind of, you know, who they were and, and how they acted, and you know, they would say, you, you need to follow our traditions and our cultures if you want to be a real Christian and, and things like this. And so it became a real issue. It started causing uh, division and, and confusion in the church. And so one of the early church leaders needed to address this issue. And so one of the early church leaders, his name is Paul, he actually wrote and addressed this issue in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 26 through 28. I want to read this for us. It says, 
You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. All who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Man, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because it's so powerful. In other words, what what Paul is trying to help them understand is that even though outside of the church people are 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 judging and, and putting us into boxes and looking at, at things that we can't help and, and discriminating against us because of those things, in the church it shouldn't be so. Right? Outside the church, people consider you valuable based on things like your, uh, your job or your career or your ethnic background. But he says in the church, we're all the same. We're all on the same level. He even uses some really specific examples that are specific, obviously, to their day and their time and their culture. But, but it actually applies to us as well. He uses the first example. He says, now... In Christ, there's no longer Jew or Gentile. In other, in other words, what he's saying is it doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what your roots are. It doesn't matter uh, what religious background you used to have. It doesn't matter what ethnic group you are. We're all the same, right? There isn't one that's better than the other. We're all the same. In other words, Listen, there, there are no Botoks and Americans in the church. There are no Filipinos and Africans. There are no former Buddhists and former, uh, former uh, Muslims. There are just people who follow Jesus together. We are the church. We're one people. We're all the same. We're all on the same level. He uses the next example. He says, there's neither slave nor free. In other words, it doesn't matter what job you work. It doesn't matter what career you have. It doesn't matter how much money you make, if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter. Inside the church, we're all the same. We're all valuable. In the eyes of God, we're all the same. This third example he uses, he says there's neither male nor female. There's no distinction, and and I'm going to be honest, this was a bold statement that Paul made back in his day, because in in his day, there really was a distinction between male and female, and and, and, and men and women, they were valued very differently in his day. So when he made this statement, he was making a bold statement and saying, listen, the world might discriminate. And the world might say one is more valuable than the other, but in the church, we're all the same. He says we are a family. We're the children of God. That is our identity, right? Our identity isn't about who we are on the outside or what we look like or where we come from or what we have. Our identity is in one thing, and that is our faith in Jesus Christ. That's our identity. That's what makes us valuable. So Paul says we are all the same. Honestly, this is a, a great picture of what the church should look like. 
The church should be made up of, of all kinds of different people, with all kinds of different cultures and backgrounds. That's what the, the church should look like, and it should look like one people who love one another and treat one another as a family. That's the idea that Paul is trying to get across to us, this idea that we are, uh, we're really, we're all the same. We are no different. We shouldn't be making distinctions between ourselves and dividing ourselves. We're all valuable. I even love what he says there. He says, for those of us who have put on Christ, it's like we've put on new clothes, right? We have a new identity. Yeah, maybe, you know, before we began following Jesus, we were this and we were that and, and, and we judged ourselves and valued ourselves based on those things, but we don't do that anymore. Now we value ourselves based on our faith in Jesus, we have a new identity. This is, this is what the, the, the family of God is all about. So this movie also has a lot to do with this idea of family and community. And so I want to show you another clip. And this clip is going uh, to help us to understand how important this idea of family is to Augie and what it means to him and to his life. So let's go ahead and watch this third clip together. Come on, get ready. It's almost time for the Halloween parade. You're supposed to knock. Go away! Mom says you won't say what happened. Did someone say something? Someone well, tell me what happened. It's none of your business. You took my day with mom, so it is my business. I heard Jack Wolf talking about me behind my back. He said he'd kill himself if he looked like me. Jack Will? Isn't he the nice one? There are no nice ones. I wish I'd never gone to school in the first place. But you were liking school. I know you were. I hate it, okay? I hate it. Augie, I'm sorry, but you're not the only one who has bad days. Bad days? Do people avoid touching you? When a person accidentally touches you, do they call it the plague? No. Jack Wool is all I had. Just don't compare your bad days at school to mine, okay? Okay. Hey. Did you notice that Miranda doesn't come around anymore? What? You didn't. Shocker. Yeah, she went away to camp this summer and now she doesn't like me anymore. Why? Because school sucks and people change. So if you wanna be a normal kid, Augie, then those are the rules. So let's go trick-or-treating, okay? Because right now, we're each other's best friends. Really? Yes. So, come on. I'll let you have all my Halloween candy. All right, so the character, the other character you saw in that clip was Augie's sister. 
And throughout the movie, um, Augie's sister is, is always there for him and, and constantly trying to encourage him and lift him up. And for Augie, that's so important because in this, in this scene, actually, he was, he was rejected by his only friend at school. And so what Augie is learning now that I think is important for all of us to understand is this. Family is there for you when everyone else is against you. Family is there for you when everyone else is against you. And, and that's what Augie is learning about his family. And so in this movie, his family is so important because when everyone else is against him and rejecting him, his family is there to encourage him and support him and help him to feel valuable and loved. So family for Augie is so important. And the, th the reason I love that so much is because that I see made on here on our dream team, um, we also believe in family. In fact, we have four values as a dream team that we try our best to live by because they help develop the kind of culture that our team has and, and the kind of culture that's in our church. So our second value is that we love people. We love people. We love all people. We especially love people that are on our team, that are in our community, in our church. So what that means for us is that we look at one another and we don't see all of these things that divide us. When we look at one another, we don't see all of these things that the world would use to kind of put us down. Instead, as a, as a family, we look and see, hey, I see you as a person that's valuable. I see you as a person that God loves and cherishes and has a great plan for. As a team, that's, we try our best to look at each other that way and treat one another like family. We believe that that is so important. Why, though? Why is it important for us to treat one another like family? Well, because the truth is, in our world today, families are broken, right? Many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Many of you come from families that are broken. Some of you right now are in the middle of situations that are broken within your family. The truth is not everyone has a family like Augie does. Not everyone has a community of people surrounding them to encourage them and lift them up. For many people, they go out into the world and they are discouraged and discriminated against. And that's, that's all that they have. They don't have this kind of family. And so for us at IC Maidon, it's so important, this value, that, that we treat one another like family. Because oftentimes, we're the only family that we have. That's it. So this, this idea of family is so important to us as a church. And so at the end of this movie, um, something special happens. So if, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I apologize, I'm going to spoil it. This is the very end of the movie. Uh, but it's such a good scene, I, I had to show it. Uh, but something special happens. And this is going to really help us to understand this idea of family and why it's so important to us as a church. So let's watch this fourth clip. 
Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, graduates, final award this morning is the Henry Ward Beecher Medal. To honor students who have been notable or exemplary, usually it's a good works, a service award. But I came upon a passage that he wrote which made me realize that good works come in many forms. Greatness, he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year, I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award? that stage, I felt like I was floating. My heart was beating so fast. I didn't really understand why I was getting a medal. It's not like I blew up the Death Star. All I did was get through fifth grade, just like everyone else here. Congratulations. That's for you. Then again, maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe the truth is, I'm really not so ordinary. Maybe if we knew what other people were thinking, we'd know that no one's ordinary. And we all deserve a standing ovation, at least once in our lives. My friends do. My teachers do. My sister does for always being there for me. My dad does for always making us laugh. And my mom does the most for never giving up on anything, especially me. It's like that last preset Mr. Brown gave us. Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you have to do is look. Awesome, awesome scene. I just want to apologize to all the ladies if your makeup is all over the place. <laughs> I know this is a, this one will get you, man, every time, like I said. 
but it's a good, good ending. And I love two things about this last scene. Two things that I think were just really awesome. Uh, the first thing is is actually what Augie said. He he said this. I am really not so ordinary. Maybe if we knew what other people were thinking, we would know that no one is ordinary, and we all deserve a standing ovation at least once in our lives. Man, that is so true. All of us deserve to be celebrated. All of us deserve to be honored and cared for. So awesome. But then what's so cool is then he starts to remember the community around him. He starts to remember the people in his life who have been there for him, that have lifted him up and encouraged him, given him hope and and told him that he's valuable. He starts remembering all of those people. And I love how he said, man, I'm I'm so excited. It, It feels like I'm floating, right? Man, when I thought about that, I thought that is the perfect picture of the church and what it should be. That's how church should be for us every single week. We should leave feeling excited, encouraged, valued, not just when we leave Sunday mornings, but but anything that we do together as a community, as a family, we should leave feeling just like Augie felt, being celebrated and honored because of who he was, not discriminated against because of what he looks like, but honored because he has value. That's what the church should look like. That's how we should leave every single week, encouraged and filled up. We all deserve, like Augie said, we all deserve a a, a chance to be celebrated, a standing ovation. I also believe this, everyone deserves a place to call home. Everyone deserves a place that they feel like they belong. So oftentimes in our world, the, the world we live in, we just, we feel like we don't fit. We feel like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't fit in with the people around us sometimes. People are, are quick to put us down and, and discriminate against us and to, to judge us. And, and I believe that every single person deserves a place to call home. And that's why I believe that it is so important to be a part of a local church. That's why it's so important to be a part of a local church because every one of us need this kind of community. In fact, I love how the Bible describes the way that we should treat one another in our community and in our church. It describes this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Man, I love that he uses the word consider. Consider how we can encourage one another. The reason that that's important is because to consider something means that you actually have to Sit down and think about it, right? You have to take some time and ask yourself, how can I encourage this person, right? 
It's so easy to look at someone and see all of the things that are different about them. It's so easy to look at someone and judge them based on, on something that doesn't matter, something that they can't help. In fact, in fact, normally when we see someone, just within the first, the first couple of minutes, we've already judged them in our minds. We've already decided what we think about them. That's easy. As a family and as a church, instead, we should, should take time and, and say, man, how can I encourage the people on my team? How can I encourage the people in my life group and in my community? How can I make them feel valuable and special? That's the way that we should look at every single person around us. And what would it look like if we all would take time to consider how we can encourage one another? What would it look like? What would, he, what would church be like? Man, I believe, I believe church would be just like, just like it was when Augie was running down, walking down that aisle to get his award. I believe we would all feel encouraged and valued and loved. That's the way that, that, that's the way that church should look for every single one of us. So I just want to take a moment and challenge every single person in this room today. I want to give you a challenge. And it doesn't matter if this is your first time at IC Maidon or if you're on staff at IC Maidon. I want to give a challenge for every single one of us, myself included. And your challenge today depends on, on one of two categories that you might be in. The first one I want to challenge are those of you who don't have a community, this kind of community that we've been talking about. And my challenge to you is to join one. Join one. Listen, you know today if you're here and you don't have a community like the one that we've been talking about. And if that's you, I really want to challenge you to join a community. In fact, I would love to be the first one to invite you and to say, listen, we would love for you to join our community. At IC Maynard, there is a place for you. you. You belong here. This is a place where you can call home. And I know that if you will commit and you'll join a community, if you'll join our community, I know that the people... And they'll love you. Why? Because we love people. We love all people. Why? Because God loves all people. We think every person is valuable because we know that God believes every person is valuable. We don't care where you come from. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what job you have, what language you speak. It doesn't matter. There's a place for you. We're all the same. You have just as much value as any other person in this room. So if you don't have a community, I really want to encourage you to join one. And if you would, if you would like to join our community, I want to give you two ways that you can do that. Number one, join a life group. We, we talk about these things over and over. And the reason we do is because we believe in them and we believe that they're valuable. But if you're not plugged in a, into a community, joining a life group is a great place to start. We're in the middle right now of a, a life group season. Uh, we do life groups in seasons. So they, they go for a while, then we take a break, and they go lo longer, and then we take a break. Uh, so we're in the middle of one right now. I think there's about two weeks left. But 
If you're not in a life group, man, life groups are a great place to get involved and to be a part of a small group of people who will love you and care about you and encourage you and lift you up. It's our goal that when you leave life group every week, you feel just like Augie felt when he was walking down that aisle encouraged and excited because because you know that you have value and you know that there are people that are behind you that love you. So you can join a life group. The second thing you can do is you can join the growth track. Now the growth track is a class that we put on. We do it every other month. And the month that we have it, we meet every Saturday for four weeks in a row. And this class is a it's, a, it's a fun class, it's fun to be a part of, but it's important because it does several things for you. Number one, if you go to Growth Track, you'll get to learn all about our church, who we are, where we come from, how we started. You will talk about where we're going and our vision. Another thing that happens at Growth Track is we help you to discover more about your personality and your gifts and your talents and your abilities because we believe that every person is valuable. We don't just say that, we believe it and we take time to help you see the way that God created you so that hopefully we can help you discover your purpose, why God put you on this earth because we believe you have something that God wants you to do in your life. So that's awesome. But the, the, the last thing you get to do at Growth Track, the thing that I think is really just, just so important is you have the opportunity to join the dream team. Now, the dream team are the group of volunteers that serve every single week. And they don't just serve on Sundays. Many of us serve all throughout the week in different ways as well. But listen, joining the dream team is not just about serving. Joining the dream team is about joining a community of people. It's about joining a family and being a part of a family that loves one another and values one another. Not based on anything else except that we are all children of God. So, Maybe you're here today and you don't, you know, your life doesn't feel like Augie when he's walking down the aisle getting a reward. Maybe your life feels more like Augie when he's walking down the hallway at school, lonely, rejected. If that's you this morning, I want to encourage you, join a community, join a family. It's the best thing that you could do for yourself second group of people that I want to challenge are those of us that are here that are already a part of a community. And this is my challenge to you. Be the community that we all deserve to be a part of. Be the community we all deserve to be a part of. And it's true, we all deserve a community that we can find love, a a community that will support us and encourage us and lift us up. But here's the truth. If we want that to be the way that others treat us, then it is our responsibility to also treat others the same way. So if you're here, and and especially if you're a part of our community at IC Maidon, I want to challenge you. Be the kind of community that we're talking about. 
If you want others to love you and encourage you, then it's your responsibility to love and to encourage others. If we want people to make us feel valuable and special, then we have to do our part and make others feel valued and special.